Welcome to Dissecting This Fiction, a podcast where we discuss the latest in movies, TV, and games. Because we're always DTF, and you should be too. I'm your host, Steven. And I'm your co-host, Jessica. And if you thought Birds of Prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn was a long title, just wait for our Borat news. Yeah. Spoiler alert. It's longer. (laughs) Wow. Guess I'll just cross that off of the news list. (laughs) I didn't give it away. Try not to drop your breakfast sandwich, Margot Robbie, but you're going to need the old Borat's beer. (laughs) Yep. Good thing she has two hands. That we know of. That we know of. (laughs) We have no idea what's happened since season two of Harley Quinn. That's a good point. Maybe we'll find out in season three. Yeah. She's got one hand. Yeah. Or no hands. We have no idea. It's true. It could be. She could have more than two hands. She's going to make a new band and call it Harley Quinn and the No Hand Band. (laughs) How is she going to play the instruments? Spoilers, nobody else has hands either. How is she going to play the instruments? With her mouth? With her feet? She'll find a way. She's Harley Quinn. Okay. (laughs) Just make sure that the title of this band is not longer than what Borat's going to have. Yeah. It's a nice tease for everybody. Yeah. Stick around. Yeah. Stay tuned and we have a... Or you could probably just Google it. Yeah. But don't Shh, do that. Don't tell them that. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely stick around. It's the only way you'll find out the title. Yeah. It is an exclusive. <laughs> from Google. Yeah. You know what else is exclusive right now? The ability to get tested for COVID by a dog. <laughs> uh, there is a couple airports around the world, which... Is This is a ridiculous story, so I felt like people need to know. Uh, that are having trained dogs sniff the passengers or sniff the people in the airport to screen them for COVID. And then if the dog detects what they, whatever, if the dog reacts in the way that they're supposed to, you know, like a drug sniffing dog, except they're sniffing people for the smell of whatever comes out of your pores when co- you have COVID, apparently. Uh Whenever they react, you're then sent to a separate area where they do, like, the swab test. And so far, they're not, they don't have peer-reviewed journals or anything yet, but so far they're sniffing out 83% positives of the people that, so 83% of the ones that these dogs have identified as having COVID ended up having COVID, at least by the traditional screening method. So there's also a possibility that those ones that they tested negative, I'm using air quotes here, are actually people that have it, but they're not sick enough for it to show up on the test, the lab test yet. Or that 17% are people who had cocaine. (laughs) Yeah. And they just couldn't tell the difference. Yeah. Yeah. That's also possible. (laughs) Those dogs have a cocaine addiction after all these years of sniffing it out. Yeah. Yeah. They're like this guy, and they're like, "Oh, oh, he didn't have COVID. How weird!" I we'll take this though. <laughs> yeah, that's also possible. That's pretty crazy that they're uh, training these dogs to sniff out COVID. Yeah, like, sir, oh. sir, you don't have COVID. Uh, just cocaine. Yeah, please move along. Yeah, <laughs> you're wasting our time. We're here. gonna need to search your bags. <laughs> but hey, at least you don't have to get the nasal swab. Probably better than the other. Yeah, swab. Yeah, true. (laughs) I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, the other swab. (laughs) Yeah, so if you're uh, flying out of Finland anytime soon, Helsinki Airport, 
you may get sniffed by a COVID sniffing dog. There's a couple of airports or too. Or a but. cocaine addicted dog, whichever. Either or. Whichever comes first. Maybe both. Yeah. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm probably going to try and get on a flight to Japan. Yeah. You're damn right. Because our first news topic in gaming is Microsoft has already reduced the price of the Xbox Series S in Japan. This is via their Twitter account. Mm -hmm. And also something I think was announced at the Tokyo Game Show. How weird. (laughs) So we, we know that Xbox has always struggled with the Japanese market, right? Yeah. So... I assume this is a step in the direction of trying to get a smaller distance between them and Sony and that market. Yeah. Uh, so originally set for 32,980 yen or 313 US dollars, the console will now sell for 29,980 yen or 284 US dollars. So that's cheaper than the MSRP. Right? Because we're, we're looking at two ninety nine. Yeah, so it's okay. slightly less. Okay. Interesting. Uh, there was no real reason given, but again, it's probably just to compete with the Japanese market. Yeah. Uh, presumably the PS5 Digital Edition, which but it's already is $100 more expensive, but because of its existing existence, it's probably going to have more appeal in that market. Gotcha. Okay. Hopefully it works for them. Yeah. You know what the fucking coolest thing about this was when Mm. I was doing this article? What? It's actually from a Japanese Microsoft site. Okay. Okay. Google asked me if I wanted to translate it. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, of course I do. Yeah. And it just instantly changed everything. Yeah. And I was just like, is this a thing? I I didn't know this was a thing. That's pretty cool. I don't think I've been been on a site that does that before. Uh, I used this feature uh, a ton whenever we were going to Germany, and I wanted to buy a dirndl, our outfits for Oktoberfest. Didn't you have like an like a app or something that yeah. like would Google Translate? Like the camera would like look at signs and, and yeah, yeah. Google Translate. Is so what it's I used. an app. It's not just it's on just a like website. an it's like an engine or a feature. But yeah, they have like a plugin for that automatically will translate. Uh, websites for you am i the last to know about this why is nobody talking about this this is like huge i don't know yeah i mean it's really fucking cool i feel like this should be used way more in the games industry yeah maybe yeah i don't know that's a good point i will say that google translate is not foolproof so there were definitely some some fun differences there were some confusing sentences whenever I use the translate feature. I'm like, I don't understand what this is saying. So sometimes I'd have to say Of course, it. it's yeah. going to have a barrier to an extent. Yeah, but yeah. Like, but it's get a the really helpful tool. Yeah, I agree. It's very nice. So anyone looking for a cheaper Xbox, go Series S, go get one in Japan. Yeah. Just, you know, don't have coronavirus or cocaine. Yeah. You should be good. Yeah. I wonder if there's any like differences in the console. Like, is it a different plug? Probably, I guess. Well, the one that goes into the wall would yeah. theoretically be different, but I don't think the one plug into the 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 port in the console itself would probably be the same. Right. Design, yeah, that would make sense. Because that would cost them more money to change out on each. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's just an interesting interesting concept. But consoles I feel like are basically universal now, right? Like you go into your settings when you launch your console and it says, Which language are you? Right? Yeah. It's not like the old days where they had separate consoles that you had different 
game codes right. you could you couldn't use them you know or even in movies and shit at one point you yeah the regional locks and all that stuff yeah you don't really see that anymore i don't think yeah not that i've noticed at least as far as consoles i don't know about games right i'm not buying japanese games yeah well i am but not from japan not from japan <laughs> not anymore I gave that life up back in middle school. Yeah. After I used to buy my... Oh, your eBay thing happened? No, no, Oh, no. okay. That's something different. <laughs> no, I, uh, I had this... Uh, it was like a device you could plug into your original PlayStation that would... Ele- it was to let you play Japanese games. It would like basically manipulate the system and thinking you were in a Japanese... Zone or area. Zone or whatever. Interesting. But it also worked at letting you play burned copies of games. Oh, sneaky. So, I bought, like, a bunch of Dragon Ball Z games that were not available in the U.S. Right. Of course, after I did all this, they were available, like, within a few years. Yeah. (laughs) But also, you could rent games and then burn them on, you know, regular CDs at the time, and then they would play in your console with that device. Yeah. Not that you did that. Of course not. I watched people do it (laughs) at a distance (laughs) and made sure I told the police yes immediately afterwards (laughs) you just knew that it could happen yes (laughs) i mean also though how did they i'm just surprised they were able to um reduce the price already like did they not sell it immediately like here well i mean it's not even out yet right i know but as far as pre-orders go and all that shit they probably saw that they didn't get as high of a demand for pre-orders. Okay. So they probably were like, we should try and tackle this earlier. Gotcha. They probably, I keep in mind, they're doing the S, not the X, right? Yeah. It's probably one, because it's going to, they're going to lose more money with the X, but also probably because they expect more people to potentially get the S as an alternative to their because PlayStation so yeah. rather than as their primary console. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Kind of like we were saying, you know, that the the S feels like it's going to be for casual gamers. It's going to be for the people who are PlayStation hardcore, but also would like to play some of those Game Pass titles or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But also, uh, they've established that they are not done with their launch orders for uh, the Xbox Series X and S. Uh, In general, worldwide, they have announced on their Twitter account that they've had record-breaking pre-orders for this next gen already and to expect and to sign up with your retailers for updates because they expect to have more consoles in on the actual launch day of November 10th. Okay. So people do have a chance of getting it day of release, even if they didn't get it pre-order. Yes. You'll just have to do the old fashioned way of waiting a really long ass line. (laughs) Potentially. Yeah. (laughs) Unless there's no really long lines because everyone who wanted one got one already. Maybe. Yeah. (laughs) But speaking of the pre-orders, I guess it was what the 22nd, Xbox yes. Series X and S had the pre-orders. Yeah, that was a shit show. <laughs> you know, people are saying that, but I don't really feel like it was as bad as it's being perceived. Like, I mean, we had some... I just got lucky, but I we think had some that trouble. my problem was because I gambled with Target, unfortunately. Okay. Because okay. I should have thought that was a bad move when PS5 on Target was a shit show. Yeah. And fucked me. So yeah. I should have thought about that. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think it was necessarily about the console launch. I think it was just Target has a really shitty, like, system. Yeah, but remember, we assigned you to Target and I was assigned to Amazon. Amazon was still fucking bullshit. There was, I never saw anything that would let me pre-order anything. Like, it never even showed up. I think it's an Amazon thing, because I want to say there was another console 
in a previous gen that I had the same. I think it was the One X. Uh-huh. If you remember, they they announced it at Gamescom. Uh-huh. I think they announced that it was available for pre order on Gamescom. And I want to say I went to Amazon and it was not showing up. And I'm like, where the fuck is it? Yeah. And I think I didn't. I asked in one of the groups I'm in, and people were like, oh, you have to use this specific link to get to yeah. the order for the console yeah. pre order, even Which though is really weird. it's available. Yeah. It's like so- you can't just type in the name of the console on Amazon's thing. You have to like have this pre linked back- somewhere yeah, else. Like- yeah. I found that link. From because I ended up like I went on Amazon, I couldn't find shit. I was like, okay, whatever. And I checked Walmart just for fun, couldn't find shit. Then I was like, ah, this is fucking bullshit. So I like was Googling it, trying to figure out what else I could find. And so then I clicked on like a CNET article, thankfully, and like they had a link to the pre order mm-hmm. to Amazon. And this is all in the span of like one minute, like it wasn't very long. Yeah. Um, and so I clicked on the link from there and I was like, maybe this will work. And then it was like, nope, there, it was just straight to the Xbox page and there was like nothing. So there was like a bunch of shit. Yeah. There. And I had that issue too. Yeah. They also did a weird thing where they didn't seem to release their Xbox pre-orders until much later than everybody else. Oh, cause they followed, cause everybody else was like, bah, here you go. When they didn't know they weren't supposed to. And then. With PS5 that happened, but Xbox, oh, right. it was all. Oh, right. Yeah. Established to be at, I think it was like. 9 a.m. or 8 a.m., whatever, the On 22nd. the 22nd, yes. So it was like more people were trying to get one at the same time That's versus true. it just being chaos of knowing when you can get one. Right. So, I don't know. Uh, but interestingly, uh, Xbox One X went up in sales by 747% on Amazon. Jesus, what? <laughs> uh, that, that, the exact day of pre-order launching for the Xbox Series There's X. There's no S. way that all those people meant to do that. <laughs> well, the ongoing senses is people say that, oh, Microsoft has really confusing console names and people are going to get mixed up on what they're supposed to get. Yeah. Yeah, if you don't fucking know what you're looking for, of course you're going to yeah, be Yeah, like, a lot of kids might be getting the series the, the 1X is, this Christmas instead of probably, the Series X. But you know what? If they're know. that oblivious, they probably won't even fucking know they don't have the right console, right? Right, but what I'm saying is I think their parents maybe didn't know. And when of their parents not. searching for it, hopefully they're not super disappointed. <laughs> I mean, it. okay, well, there's a few scenarios I have that I came up with. Okay. Like the most likely scenario is parents or casual gamers, people that don't know the ins and outs of this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. probably bought the One X on, on Amazon by mistake. Yeah. That's probably what happened. But there also are a lot of bots that are designed to buy all these pre-orders so they can then flip them and scalp them, right? Right. So Mm -hmm. it's also possible that some bots were not programmed properly and they got mixed up with the name and bought a bunch of 1Xs. I mean, that would be okay with me. Uh, Right? (laughs) Exactly. That would be really funny. Sit on your throne of Xbox 1Xs and lies. (laughs) You got them. They're like, I I am. I have a lot because I mistakenly bought them. Yeah. The last scenario I could think of is um, maybe there's a portion of people who just wanted the One X after it was all said and done because you're getting the 4K. It's going to be cheaper than the Series X or S. Maybe not the S. I was going to say, is it? I'm trying to think. No, it's probably not cheaper than the S, but 
it's cheaper than the X, which is the same concept of getting that 4K and all that stuff, right? Right. Um, or maybe they just didn't understand that that the Series X is a much better performance over mm-hmm. the One X, and they just thought it was literally the same thing with a different coat. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I think it's kind of a mix of all of these things. Uh, 747% is pretty high. Yeah. I hope it's mostly bots. And you have, to, yeah, I, I do too. I do too. I mean, we're kind of seeing uh, people are retaliating against scalpers and shit, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, on eBay, there was like a PS5 that was up to like $10,000. Yes, that was fucking insane. Turns out what's happening is people are intentionally bidding really fucking high uh-huh. to get those prices outrageous. So people, oh, so will, nobody will buy it. Will, no one will legitimately want to bid on it. Oh, and then okay. they just don't buy it. Interesting. Because they don't care. They don't. Yeah. They're not. They're not legally obligated to actually pay it. Yeah. So, at least I don't think oh, they are. I don't think so. That's interesting. If that was the case, then I'd have a Dante action figure from the UK when I was a, a teenager. Yeah. My first and only eBay attempts. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy that they released the price. I still can't believe the price of the Series S. Like, it's just so low. But then, now they come out and they announce the expandable storage options. And the price tag is extremely high, considering. So, it's pretty much going to take us up. I guess they announced there's going to be a special expandable storage uh, cartridge type situation. What do you call that? Just like a card, A card, yeah. Like a storage card that you plug into the back of your Xbox Series S or X. Um, and it's one terabyte and it's like officially licensed or whatever. It's like from Seagate only is who's going to be making them. And it's priced at... For now, it looks For now, like. yeah. Um, and it's priced at $219.99. So $220. Bucks. Um, Best Buy started taking pre-orders for them uh, already. So that's how people figured out the price, I guess. Yeah, I think there was a leak earlier before that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they... They have indicated that other sizes and suppliers might be maybe added in the future, but for now, that's the only one we know about. So people are um, a little irritated, at least the internet people that I've seen, are a little irritated at the price. Yeah, and that's kind of the messaging now is like, well, so they sound like they're cheaper up front, but then you have to buy storage, which mm-hmm. is going to make them in the, you know, like that would make the Series S essentially $520-ish dollars plus tax, whatever. Yeah. It would make the... Series X, seven hundred and twenty yeah, so plus dollars, right? Yeah, so you'd be paying six hundred. Yeah, you could argue that, but at the same point, isn't it kind of nice that you have the option of paying that lower price and not dealing with the storage? If you are able to just deal with the storage that storage that you're given, mm-hmm. and just cycle through the games, and you know maybe you have one or two yeah. that you just you always play, but then mm-hmm. the other ones you you download, delete as you play them. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons I haven't even reformatted my hard drive that took a shit because I feel like that's a better option for me because then I don't have a problem making a decision about what I want to play. I have exactly. a smaller number of items that are on my Xbox. You don't get flustered by These how are the many things I can are. play. It's a much easier thing to choose between ten than one hundred. So exactly. Um, I mean, I still have a str- I still have trouble. So I'm like, mm-hmm. let's just take it down. Yeah. So I, I guess my logic is, yeah, it sounds pricey if you are planning to buy the extended storage, mm-hmm. but it's also really nice that you have the option of not having to pay that extra cost up front just to have a one and a half, two terabyte 
hard drive yeah. in the console. Which is more to your point of the Series S being for the casual gamer. Exactly. A lot of casual gamers don't need fucking two terabytes on their console. They're like, playing Warzone. They're playing Fortnite. Yeah, maybe Madden. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> no, that's that that there's very yeah. big market in people that play just sports games. Yeah. Um so I think that this is great that they were able to cut the cost of the core console. So the way I started this announcement made it seem like I was against it. I'm just going to come out and say I think it's fine personally because I think $220 sounds like a high price tag if you combine it with the console price. But based on my research recently of looking up how much SSDs are just to get an external, because to be clear, you can still use a regular external SSD just without the next gen performance, the velocity architecture that they keep calling. I don't really know what that means. So you would have to use it on the current gen games without the upgraded performances from what i understand uh, it's essentially for having the ports rather than yes you can the play improved versions the so this little table they have if you have the usb 3.1 external hard drive plugged in you can still you can store any xbox game on it you can play xbox one xbox 360 and xbox original games on it but you can't play games that are optimized for Xbox Series X or S, and you can't. It doesn't replicate the speed and performance of the internal SSD. So for me, it's fine because if I were to go and purchase another one now, mm-hmm. I would just buy a probably a one terabyte SSD and then put all the older games that I want to store. But which I've already discussed, I might not be doing because I kind of like the minimalism situation we've got going yeah. on right well, now. Well, also keep in mind this is the beginning. Yeah prices right yes once they get more manufacturers once they get more sizes or just it's becoming more commonly available yeah the price is going to go down at least a little bit yeah and it's it, not going to stay at 220 and it's important to note that like i said i was looking recently and the one terabyte ones i saved three or four of them in my like list to look at later that were decent and one of them was the Xbox branded one or whatever. And that one for the one terabyte SSD right now is $180. So it's not that much of an increase if mm-hmm. you think about it. Like I have four in my cart. I have one of them that's like 150, one that's 160, and one that's 180. Yes, there are ones yeah, that go that high. You're looking to store a lot of shit, huh? Well, no. I just, I was saving them to like compare them before I made the decision, obviously. But, um, I feel like the price increase for the ability to actually perform at the level of the next gen console is minimal. It's yeah. like thirty bucks, forty bucks difference. I don't know. I and think again, it's... this could be the make or break decision on that casual gamer buying exactly. a console. Yeah. Because they go, Oh, well, I don't want to spend five hundred dollars mm-hmm. on a console. They're getting the option to spend three hundred. Yeah, but you tell me there's if I can spend three hundred, I'll buy one for me and my kid. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Just saying. Not me, obviously. Yeah, I'm say, speaking, you got a kid? Speaking in terms of the casual gamer, this mythical person we're speaking about. Um, mythical person. <laughs> I've never seen one in the wild, though. Shut up. Just saying, like, if you say $500 for one console or 600 for two consoles, then a lot of people are going to say, yeah, I'll take two. <laughs> the old gaming unicorn, you say? So while the internet is unsurprisingly irritated by this, I think it'll end up being not a big deal. Yeah, well, I mean, we're seeing the same kind of situation with Sony, though. Not necessarily about external storage additions, but limitations on the the hard drive size that you're getting with the console. Yeah. Um, They showed the the sizes for some of their games that are PS5 
Uh, Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales file size by itself is 50 gigabytes. If you get the Ultimate Edition with the 2018 Spider-Man game, it's 105 gigabytes. Okay. So two games. Makes sense. If you get Demon's Souls, it's going to be 66 gigabytes. Combined, these games are 20% of the console space available. So that's 171 gigabytes out of the 825 gigabytes available on the PS5. Yeah. So you could kind of make the same argument on both sides of the console, right? It's, yeah. You're probably going to end up needing a, a extended hard drive for your PS5, which will probably also be the same situation of needing the specific kind for upgraded gen right. processing. A- assuming you're the kind of gamer that needs to have all your shit available all the time right. for convenience. Yeah, exactly. If you're someone that is fine with, I only play these few games, rotate them, mm-hmm. finish a game, delete it, don't worry about it ever again, then... You don't really need to worry about this kind of stuff. Yeah. But it is surprising that these consoles did not come with larger hard drives. But again, I think it was to cut the cost down of the consoles for appealing to the general audience. Yeah, I'm just glad they're not cutting them to some ridiculous size like the... Well, I mean, PlayStation kind of did. It's not even a terabyte. Yeah, really, But it's more than 500 gigs, so at least they've improved. (laughs) Because didn't they have like a... Maybe this is an Xbox series, uh, an, uh, an Xbox 360. They had like a 80 gig version back in the day, right? That was like their arcade thing, if I'm correct. Was it 80 gig? Maybe. I, are you talking? I think you're talking about the arcade console. Oh, they maybe. had one that was like a 360 that was literally expect. The whole point of it was for the Xbox Live Arcade. Okay. And so it was a really small storage size. Okay. But again, it was like meant for kind of. To buy for your kid Got who it. plays like small little games, but he's not like a, a big gamer. Got it. Okay. Probably because he's a younger person. Yeah. You know? Uh, but on the topic of the Spider-Man game coming out, Miles Morales, uh, some news also came out about the uh, situation with the different versions of the game and what's available and not available depending on what you get. Uh, Sony gave out a statement saying, I'm just going to read this whole thing. It's okay. kind of long, but I'm going to try and push through it. Marvel's Spider-Man Remastered is an enhancement version of Marvel's Spider-Man and is included as part of Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales Ultimate Edition for the PlayStation 5. In addition, players who purchase Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales on PlayStation 4 can upgrade at no additional cost to the PS5 version of Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales and can take advantage of a paid upgrade to download Marvel's Spider-Man Remastered. There are no plans currently to offer Marvel Spider-Man Remastered as a standalone. Players with a copy of Marvel Spider-Man for PS4 can purchase Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales Ultimate Edition to experience Mar- Marvel Spider-Man Remastered on PS5. Marvel Spider-Man for PS4 also will be backwards compatible on PS5. Owners of the Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales PS4 game disc can access this offer by inserting the disc into their PS5 console. The PS4 game disc owners who buy the PS5 digital edition disc free console will not be able to access this offer. Bummer. So there's a lot to unpack. Yeah. Aside from the she saw seashells by the she <laughs> seashore <laughs> of She's, it all. She sells seashells. Oh, she sells them. She didn't yeah. see them. Yeah. That's why it's worse. Oh. The cells and shells. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Or you could do how much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood. You could. Yeah. <laughs> or you could do Marvel Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Miles Spider-Man <laughs> Miles remastered. Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So first things first, it looks like you can't get the Spider-Man remastered unless you buy Miles Morales. Yeah. Up front, they're basically yeah. saying the only way you can get the remastered is if you buy Miles Morales. Yes. Either through the standalone and then upgrade for a cost, mm-hmm. or buy the, the ultimate. ultimate edition, which is essentially $20 more than the standard. Yes. So that automatically puts the price tag at $20, even though we know it's really more expensive. Yes. They're just pretending. Yes. Because there's no way Miles Morales is worth $50. Right. Um, so with that information, to me, that says the upgrade for the standalone would have to be at the very least $20, if not more even, mm-hmm. because otherwise, what is the point of the ultimate edition if you're not benefiting yeah. by hope. getting that version? It's got to be at least 10 bucks more to right? do it the other way. That's they what want, I'm thinking. They want you to do the ultimate edition version. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, which is evidenced by the fact uh, that they don't even want to give you the fucking upgrade ability if you bought a digital version and you have a disc version. Yeah, of that. Game. So what's that about? So if you buy the disc of Miles Morales, you can get it. If you buy the digital, you can't. No. So if you have the digital version, if, so if you have a PS4, say we're you, mm-hmm. and we buy Miles Morales. Say you're you. <laughs> if you buy Miles Morales. Digitally. Digitally. Then you can upgrade it, right, to the next gen. Okay. But, and you can do the same thing if you, so if you bought it physically, you could do that too if you had a physical disk drive in your PS5. But if you buy the digital version of the PS5 and you have a oh, disk version of no the game, physical translation they it. won't give you some kind of like understanding credit you know they're like if you can't physically put the disc in there you suck you can't get you can't get it so i'm okay because if i were to get it i would get it digitally correct if i were to buy the ps4 disc yeah the standalone whatever the standard edition miles morales then you're up then i would be fucked going on to a digital ps5 correct yeah okay yeah so for anybody who is thinking about buying miles morales and also is about to purchase a digital-only PS5, I recommend you buy this digitally if you're going to buy the game now. Yeah. What I think is really dumb, too, though, is they're not even allowing people to buy the remastered by itself. Yeah, that's like, stupid. I feel like that's got... They'll do it later, I think. You know what I mean? I, to me, I it seems like so, something cause... that they're, they're, they're wasting an opportunity to get money. <laughs> I feel like they yeah. would want the money. Well, from it. I mean, and this whole thing basically shows that they just want more money out yeah. of you, right? Yeah, they do. So give it you a year. You can't get this unless you buy something else, essentially what they're saying. Yeah, give it a year and they'll charge you 20 bucks or whatever to buy the remaster if you already have it or something. They're going to, they'll they'll start selling the remaster separately at some point, but you just think not so? right. I think they will. It's an opportunity to make money. I mean, that's, I mean, the. They were spewing that Miles Morales was a PS5 game. And yeah. Then, oh, oh, just all kidding. of a sudden. It's also on PS4. It's actually on, on PS4 as yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> but also this kind of shows that they're they're trying to force digitally on people. Uh-huh. They sure are. Because they're not providing a physical version of the game. Yeah. 
So they're kind of saying, hey, you kind of have to go digital if you even want this game. Yeah. Or you have to shell out the extra bucks for the disc drive on your PS5. <laughs> but they're they're trying to encourage people to not go that route, I think. Yeah, well, what I mean is even the upgrade for the remastered, it seems, is just a digital download. Yes, that it's is. It's not yes. on the disc. Right, correct. I agree. Anyways, it's just... Sony is starting to look like Sony of the early PlayStation 3 era, where mm. they were really cocky after the PS2 success. Mm-hmm. You know, because they had no competition. Yeah. And they kind of benefited from going back to their roots with the PS4, and now they're it feels like they're kind of doing that same shit again. We're like, well, we're on top of the world. Yeah, it does seem that but way. But soon they're going to be drowning on that door. Yeah, they are, and there's only room for one. Yeah. <laughs> Highlander. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm very interested to see what this uh, next gen is going to be like. Because it does seem like Sony's making some bad decisions. Yeah. Xbox is making some good ones. Yeah. Uh, so I'd like to see a lot more competition as far as the success of one console versus the other. In units sold. Not necessarily like money. Yes. Like, that doesn't matter. It, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, it's just be, it'll be interesting to see basically who wins the console war, yeah. who buys, who gets most purchases. Like, no matter what, they're both fucking making billions of dollars. Yeah, right. It's, yeah, you could call somebody like runner up, but they're still fucking successful as hell, right? Yeah, it, <laughs> yeah. That's like what my dad said. He's like, "What do they call the guy in med school who got a C?" A doctor. Exactly. <laughs> Well, not that it's something to encourage, but uh, I don't know. This is probably a thing that people always say, but I heard somebody one time in college was like, get a D on their uh-huh. uh, test or something. They were hella relieved. I'm like, yeah. why are you relieved? It's a D. Yeah. He's like, D's get degrees. <laughs> also, D is for done. <laughs> That's what we said. <laughs> D's for done. I don't have to take it again. <laughs> I mean, I guess. It makes sense. Could you theoretically get a degree with, like, straight Ds? I, I don't, mean, it's is that possible? passing, isn't it? I don't... I mean, D is passing. It's not quality, but it's, it's passing, passing yeah, isn't it? I think so. Unless they've changed that. That's interesting. It doesn't matter for us, thankfully. Well, they also have those exit exams now, too, right? Isn't that a high school exit exam? Is that a thing? Is that not college now? Oh, no. They have the GW, the writing, the graduation writing requirement. You yeah. To, colleges. Yeah. Because I think uh, they implemented it like, like the year after me, I think. Mm. I think I was, I just missed it. Huh. Yeah, I don't remember. It's too long ago. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Anyways. Yay for a video game competition. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and... Amazon is joining the fight. Yeah, Player 3 has entered the game. Yeah, maybe this is why they're <laughs> struggling with their console sales on uh, on their site yeah. for the pre-orders. Yeah, maybe they're, they're like, like, we don't want them. Get these into the garbage. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want these here. <laughs> we don't need to sell those. So Amazon has announced a cloud gaming service called Luna. Does it jump on the counters? I think it does. Okay. Aggressively growls at you when you just slightly adjust your leg while yeah. while the service is laying on you. Yeah. Well, that's... Meows that it never gets food. <laughs> Swats the dog's tails. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Amazon. This is kind of big news, I think. Yeah. They announced that they have a new service called Luna. 
Uh, it's going to be on PC, Mac, and Fire TV devices. Go yeah, figure. Right. <laughs> I know that we can't, even, can't get... <laughs> even get our Fire Stick of an older generation to handle just to, like, fucking being what a it movie is without stalling. Are you kidding yeah. me? How are you going to fucking put? Are, a game are you on sure that? you don't want me to just shut down completely? Yeah, just freeze here. For... When you can't. said play, did you mean buffer for a long fucking time? <laughs> That's ridiculous. Okay, sure, sure. Why not? <laughs> Uh, it's also going to be on web apps for iPhone and iPad, uh, and they say Android is listed as coming soon for okay. the service. Okay. Right off the bat, this sounds like this is their competition with Google Stadia, right? Yeah, it does. Maybe even xCloud? Yeah. But, like, probably not as good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess we'll see. Well, I mean, there's criticisms of Stadia already, or no. still, right? I, I think it's improved, but there's yeah. still kind of that struggling in itself. Yeah. So they're going to have a handful of titles available at launch. Resident Evil 7, Control, A Plague Tale, Ukulele, uh, which will all be included for the $5.99 per month price tag. Hmm. Okay. Uh, they're saying they're going to have 4K and 60 frames per second on select titles. So like Control? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Select yeah, titles. Yeah, I know, I know. And it's going to be on up to two devices that you could use at the same time okay now i'm curious is this going to implement into affecting like if you're just using your fire stick yeah at, like if let's say you have you're just watching amazon prime on something right does that count as one device being used even though it's not the gaming i think is it it's an account thing or is I'm it like an actual service thing i think it's going to be a different subscription under the list in amazon's like stuff so i think it'll be different because that would suck if you have like a family and like a couple people are using amazon prime right yeah and exactly. so you can't game yeah because technically two devices somebody's are being used fucking watching moana <laughs> watching what <laughs> never mind that's disney that wouldn't work <laughs> disney plus is on is on the app is on amazon isn't it the the fire sticks yeah yeah yeah, yeah i We're think good. it is yeah it's a Disney movie. Oh. Well, you could probably buy it elsewhere. Yeah, I know. I was just making right. a joke. Okay. Like, some kids are watching a Disney movie, and then somebody else is doing something else, and then you can't play a game. Mm-hmm. You piss me off. Yeah. Really pressure me off. <laughs> so, basically, how this service seems to work is they're going to offer game channels hmm. that you the users can use. They can subscribe to each channel within the service. Okay. So that makes me kind of confused. Does that mean you're paying $6 a month just for the service and then you're paying X whatever amount per channel? Or are you going to be allowed up to X amount of channels within the $6 service? There's a lot of questions I have there. I have a lot of questions, (laughs) yeah. Uh, But they've already uh, announced that Ubisoft will have a channel that you can play I assume at least most of their games, if Mm -hmm. not all, through their Ubisoft channel on the service. Okay. And they plan to have channels for basically all the different developers or or maybe categories even. Just like maybe Survival Horror will be one or I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. That's what I'm assuming is going to happen. So we're not sure if that's going to be an extra charge. Yeah. And they did say no price was mentioned. So that means there probably will be. Yeah, interesting. That doesn't sound very appealing to me. No, then. it doesn't. Especially when you have Game Pass for already ten dollars, you don't have to deal with yeah paying extras. Very true. But here is a really cool thing. They're gonna have a work with Twitch, which obviously Amazon owns Twitch, so this makes yeah. sense. They're gonna make it so that 
while watching a stream of a game, you can then access that game through the stream and just jump right into it through your Luna service. Okay. Interesting. I assume you'd have to have the game. Yeah. On the service, right? Right. Or be subscribed to that channel or whatever. Yeah, something yeah. like that. It's going to be uh, that nosy bitch device enabled. <laughs> Starts with an A, ends with a A. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. Yeah. They're going to have controllers that are that will work through your devices for $50. At the very least, this is during their early access period. It could go up maybe. I don't know. Right. Uh. But you could also use other controllers. It you could it sounds like you use your Xbox or PlayStation. It so. yeah, I looked at a picture of the controller and just looks like, it, was, it looks very generic. It's yeah. like okay, I'll yeah. choose what I have. Why would I buy yeah. another one? It was cool unless was there's like, any specific performance it's going to provide that is different right. than what I have. Yeah. Um, and they do have early access available for sign up, but there's no date yet as to when it would happen. Okay. Also. If it's early early access, does that are you still paying? I don't know. Is it like you're going to be brought in for free for just a little bit of time? I mean, or? I'm going to sign up, so I'll let you know. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to pay. No, I'm going to sign up for early access and see Especially what happens. Especially if I'm a guinea pig for it to work. Yeah, if we're testing it, we're not going to pay. xCloud did that, and it worked yeah. really well for them. Yeah, really fucking well. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, that's on Game Pass now. That's that's all part of it. Yeah. It's ready to go. We can do that now. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Why can't you? Because I have to be signed in as you in order to use it. Oh, right. We'd yeah. have to share Because I would have to, like, buy a Game Pass and myself. you don't like not having to get your, or not being able to get your achievements separately. So. Yeah, no, I don't. But what if I just Would let... you? Would you want that? Exactly. No, you didn't <laughs> let me finish. You didn't let me even start, to be honest. Okay. If you were talking to... Younger me, uh huh. Fifteen years ago, me. Five years ago, okay. Me. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would probably have a problem with not being able to get my own achievements. Yeah, and feeling like it was diluted with you know, yeah, your trash. Yeah, <laughs> my trash. Okay. However, I feel like I'm at a point in life where I'm past that mm. i don't need to get every achievement possible mm. in fact i might encourage it yeah sure do my labor yeah give me the, <laughs> the benefits of it yeah but i don't get the benefits you do though because you got the achievement but it's not my name think of it as like a joint facebook account it's like no a... <laughs> i hate those <laughs> i do too i will I not too. add people people that request me that have a joint i just ignore it i can't i won't do it it's so gross your own person people do you think those are out there do you think there's like oh i know gaming accounts that are just like we can only have a joint one i mean maybe just in the essence of saving money they might exist yeah i mean we're saving money by yeah having mine be the primary and yours i agree just reap the benefits yeah except for apparently in this situation yeah (laughs) but it's okay because i'm less like but you get to play every game for free yeah so i'm not arguing it I'm, i'm all for it i just i'm gonna Call it a win, even though I don't get to get achievements on xCloud for myself. <laughs> but you do get to get achievements in general. Yes, normally. Just not xCloud Just not on xCloud. And I'm okay with that. Actually, it doesn't matter. Hmm. Because the games are all available to you either way. xCloud is just a way to play them on your phone. 
Yeah. So you can still get those achievements through the console. You just wouldn't be able to get them playing X by playing on Xbox. That's what I meant. Is I okay. can't play X Cloud basically. So you just can't be in bed on your phone playing. It. Yeah, which is fine with me because well, I don't. We have a console in the room. Yeah. Yes, we Thanks also- to me, I've strategized <laughs> this house has a console available in yeah, all aspects. Pretty much, you're probably going to have one in the bathroom after probably, the next gen comes out. To be honest, <laughs> I was trying to figure out what I was going to do with some of our <laughs> consoles. Oh my gosh. All right. Um, I figure we'll put the 1X downstairs for you. Yeah, and the PS4. And then we could put the, the S, I guess, in our room. Uh-huh. Kind of upgrade that console. Okay. I'll put my cool teal console. Uh, in the bathroom. You could put it in the guest room. I guess, but like we don't really have guests. Yeah, you'd rather just play it in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if it's all be connected at this point, yeah, the, we should probably talk about the lives. You know, jumping between consoles and yeah. shit. So yeah, we should probably uh, get back to the news here. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I guess. <laughs> I feel like these people don't want to know what, what our gaming setup's like. Yeah. They're like, no, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> I was here for the Borat news. <laughs> <laughs> Where is the goddamn Borat news? And what about Harley Quinn's breakfast sandwich? <laughs> what happened with that? All right, moving on, moving on. So, yeah, uh... New contender, right? We've heard rumors that Amazon was trying to compete. Yeah, we've heard rumors that Apple's trying to compete, but we're starting to see steps that they are trying to compete. Yeah, maybe not on a console level, but on a service level. Yeah. So it'll be really interesting to see what happens with this. Absolutely. Hey, guess what? By the way, what you won't have to worry about two day shipping getting delayed on these games. That's yeah, that's true. <laughs> Can you imagine when the, the launch of this, like, comes out, if there's anything that needs to be shipped, and then they end up delaying it on their own fucking service? <laughs> I guess the controllers would be the only thing they could really delay, right? Yeah. But, again, you'd be able to use other controllers, theoretically, so. Yeah. But that says more about your competition <laughs> being able to beat you already. All right. Well, that's that. Let's move into some of our quicker news stories. Yes. Uh, this one kind of made me laugh and makes me feel really validated in my fucking opinions and decision making. Yeah. As an adult child. Yeah. (laughs) Marvel's Avengers has a 1.3 patch coming out, Mm -hmm. if not already out. Uh, this is from the Square Enix site. This patch will address over 1,000 player reported issues with the game. 1,000 issues? That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that is a lot. And it's over a thousand. Yeah. So one thousand and one. Yeah. And we're not talking Dalmatians. One thousand and one Dalmatians? That's a lot of Dalmatians. <laughs> That's a lot of Dalmatians. Anyway. <laughs> now translate those Dalmatians to problems with a game. Yeah. Way worse. Whoa. <laughs> That's a really good Joey you had there. <laughs> It was like a more modern Owen Wilson. <laughs> I don't know. Whoa. No, that that's, <laughs> that's a Joey. That's Joey. <laughs> okay. Wow. No, he says wow. wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Whoa is Joey. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> All right. 
Everyone's lost. Nobody's listening anymore. Somebody's shouting, is Joey in Borat? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. On to this, on to this. Yeah. We did say quickies. Yeah. Okay, so yes, over a thousand issues reported with this game. Uh, I'm assuming that's based off all platforms, mm-hmm. so it might be better per console. Yeah. Uh, anything ranging between progression stop progression stoppers to small graphical fixes uh they'll address things like combat interface and matchmaking so cool um i feel a lot better that we did not jump in on that game obviously our reasons was more about the spider-man issue yeah but when it's cheaper it's been fixed i might be more willing to to pay for the game yeah because i hear single player is pretty good okay got a little heartbreaking news yeah. Doom Eternal is coming out on Game Pass. This is obviously after the big announcement that Bethesda was mm-hmm. brought into Microsoft through a purchase. That were... included ID, ID Software. And you already bought this? I bought this a couple weeks ago because Craig was like, oh, get this game. And I'm like, oh, okay. Have you played it yet? No. <laughs> <laughs> I have not. God damn it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I saw his news and I instantly just shook my fist out of cloud. Yeah. <laughs> so that sucked for me. Bummer. It's fine. It's whatever. It. This isn't the first time too. I feel it like to when you, you start seeing games get like good sales yeah. on the marketplace. Yeah. It's a red flag. Do not buy it. Yeah. It's probably going to be on a service soon. Mm-hmm. Especially Xbox. Yeah. Exactly. So I needed to stop. Getting those tempted pulses to buy something yeah. when it's that cheap. Yeah. I don't even think it was really all that cheap. It was like half price. <sighs> <laughs> but that's not the first time it's happened to you and it probably won't be the last. Yeah, that's so. true. Yeah, yeah. We're, let's be honest. <laughs> I'm going to max out my next-gen console storage with like two games that I don't touch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Game Awards has gotten a official date for December 10th. It's going to be a digital-only event broadcast over three international locations, L.A., London, and Tokyo. There will be no live audience, uh, but they plan to have all the same type of announcements and, cool. uh, you know, entertainment as usual. Okay. So, I always look forward to that. Yeah. Right before Christmas, you know? Yeah. I know they get... uh, Occasionally, they have a nice gem of an announcement reveal. Yeah. The Transformers Fall of Cybertron game was announced at a Video Game Awards, Mm. and that was so fucking exciting. Yeah. Kind of shifting from games slightly into movies and television, Yakuza is getting a movie. Sega is developing a live-action Yakuza film. It's the second biggest franchise behind Sonic the Hedgehog. Hmm. I wonder why they're investing in a movie after what Sonic the Hedgehog did. Yeah, no kidding. Let's just hope they get that Seaman live-action film. Yeah? Seaman. Yeah, we talked about this game, remember? Yeah. It was like the face, it was a human face on a fish that you had to take care of. Yeah. It was a Dreamcast game. That's terrifying. Yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, I think it was called Enter the Seaman or something like that. That sounds awful. Obviously, being older, it makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, so another video game t- television crossover we've got going on is The Witcher. Everybody remembers that. We have a little bit of news. Everybody. There. Yeah, everybody. All of y'all. I fucking remember that. Yeah, they do. Everyone does. Um, they have already recast Eskel, one of the other Witchers, um, as uh, Thu. I don't know how to say his name. Thuy or Thu Rasmussen tweeted he was departing from the show, basically due to the delay. Um, they had to reschedule some things after the whole COVID situation. And so after that, he decided he, um, was not able to continue with the show. And then they recast almost immediately. It seemed like, I feel like I saw that news and then like 20 seconds, I don't know, it was like a day later or something. They already had another, um, they already cast somebody else for the same role. Basil Eidenbenz, I assume is how you say this name. So cool. Well, that escalated quickly. All right. I knew you were fucking grinning over there for something terrifying. Terrifying. (laughs) Did it escalate quickly? (laughs) You're the worst. (laughs) So do we know this actor from anything? Is is he... Basil Eidenbenz? Um, I looked him up and I feel like he was... I'm gonna be honest. I don't know the uh, characters as well as you do as far as the Witcher goes and all that stuff. So when I first saw this and I read the headline, I was like, Oh no! I was thinking it was uh, the guy from Game of Thrones oh, who okay. was also on the show. Got it. I was aware that he had exited the show, but it was not him. Oh yeah, Christopher Hivju, I think is how you say his name. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's exactly it. Yeah, yeah, uh, ba- Basil or Basil, I don't know. Uh, he is from several things, but I don't recognize any of them. Um, okay. Oh, Ramona. And something called Wildlings, which sounds vaguely familiar. So do you think he was runner-up to the casting? I would, I would And imagine. they were just like, so... So about uh... that. Remember how we didn't call you? How about now? <laughs> Probably. Um, because it definitely happened quite quickly. So either they... Maybe they knew about it for quite some time before uh, Rasmussen announced it. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. But personally... I don't know either of them from anything, but based on their pictures, I liked this new guy for the part better. Visually, he looked Visually. like he fit the part. Mm-hmm. Okay. Another Netflix property, The Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance, has unfortunately been canceled by Netflix. Oh, that's sad. After one season, the prequel to the old ass movie yeah. has been canceled. It actually just won recently an Emmy, I believe, for children programming. And so this was a bit of a shock that it was canceled. I assume the ratings just weren't there for it. I know we didn't really watch it yet, but I did plan to. Yeah. Just like I planned on playing Doom Eternal. It's one of those things that I was waiting for you for. So Uh it's not always you waiting waiting for me. Oh, that's bullshit and you know it. It's just a catch twenty two. Uh-huh. Anyways, they said that they plan to conclude the story and some other capacity. But I don't understand that logic. Like, if you're going to put the money into finishing the story, then why don't you just do the last season, make it a, a really short season, yeah. and then end it? You know? Yeah. Well, why? I, I assume this means, what, a comic? Maybe uh, a graphic novel? Maybe. What else is it's there? It's probably the issue a of A radio not... show? I, I don't, How else are you going to do it? It's got to be, like, a comic or maybe some shorts, like, posted online, like, on YouTube or something. I bet it's an issue of Netflix not wanting to deal with the production cost or whatever. They have this whole formula, I think, that they follow where 
you know, you have to be X amount of profits off mm-hmm. or viewers off of X amount of budget on a show. And I think they have this whole thing like, if you don't meet this, you're gone. Yes. Um, but I'm curious, does that, can another service pick this up? That would be interesting That's to see. That's a good question. Maybe YouTube TV or whatever the fuck they call it. <laughs> They're getting rid of their shit. <laughs> Damn it. Why? <laughs> They just start, we're starting to see just trades, like sports teams are just trading players now. I mean, wouldn't put it past society. (laughs) (laughs) I can't say that Amazon's in the bidding to try and get any Dark Crystal brought over. They've got enough darkness going on over there. But they do have, apparently, a boys spinoff already fast-tracking for the service. This is via Variety. It's described as a R-rated series that explores the lives of hormonal competitive soups as they put their physical, sexual, and moral boundaries to the test. Competing for the best contracts in the best cities, part college show, part Hunger Games, with all the heart, satire, and raunch of the boys. Okay. Interesting. So it's kind of going to be more of a like reality competition show, it, it sounds like. It seems that way, yeah. Maybe not they're actually in a show competing, but right. it's going to be that kind of style of... But they're competing of, to win like whoever wants to be the superhero for Chicago or mm-hmm. whatever. It's interesting. Yeah. So what will you do to succeed, you know? Yeah. How many fish dicks will you suck? Yeah. I don't know. Ask the deep. Okay, we're finally at our biggest news of the podcast. Should I drum roll? Drum roll, please. <laughs> Is it it's actually drum rolling? <laughs> I think so. Okay. <laughs> I guess we'll see what it sounds like. If it Maddie. didn't work, just fill in a drum roll, yeah, people. Just, yeah. <laughs> Borat 2 has officially got a title, and it is the longest motherfucker I have ever seen. Yeah. The title of this film is going to be Borat Gift of Pornographic Monkey to Vice Premier Mikhail Pence to make benefit recently diminished nation of Kazakhstan. Yeah, that's a mouthful. Or several. Yes. <laughs> that's a... Uh... Many mouths were chewing and then spit it all into another mouth, I... which was also chewing. Especially after hearing this title, I just can't wait to see where this goes. I mean, there's clearly a political tone uh, to it. A hundred percent, yeah. And in this climate, <laughs> you, that's gonna get. Do you think that's gonna get looks? Do you think it'll release on either election day or inauguration day? Oh my god, you man just <laughs> broke the code. I hope it is for sure, right? We yeah. we know that there's supposed talks to get it on a service. Yeah. I mean, we went weeks ago not knowing this movie Literally existed. Literally, had no idea it existed. Yeah. To now it's already finished. Yeah. And now it has a very interesting title. Provocative title. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Leading into a very big election for the U.S. Uh Uh-huh. We'll see. It's a lot. Yeah. We'll see. Can't wait. I kind of hope you're right. I hope it is on like. (laughs) Or like the day before or something Mm -hmm. like ridiculous. Yeah. DC News, Hawkman has finally been cast for the Black Adam film. Okay. Aldous Hodge is in final negotiations to play Hawkman in the film. Uh, We know him actually from The Invisible Man. I believe he was 
The Friend. Yes. I had to look this up because I was like, that is interesting. Mm-hmm. It's The Friend who... He's like a, a detective or a, a detective. police officer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, James was the character's name. So, I liked him in that film. Yeah. That's the only thing I know him from. Yeah. Same. He definitely has a body. Yeah. He... So, I could definitely see him play Hawkman. Yeah. He was also in a Black Mirror episode, I think. I looked whenever I was looking him up. What episode was he in? Oh, I don't remember. Okay. I just was like, oh, that's something I've heard of. I see. As far as the Snyder Cut goes, apparently there's news that Ben Affleck and Gal Gadot could be returning for reshoots for the film. That could cost up to $70 million. Uh, so no uh, Ezra Miller that we know of? Uh, not that I understood, okay. but I mean, it's possible. Just curious, yeah. Uh, I know Henry Cavill said on like a, a interview that he didn't have anything really to do with reshoots Right. And so he's not going to be a part of it. He could have just been saying that kind of thing to give more of a surprise for the That's whatever possible, revisioned yeah. Snyder cut. But yeah. he's also filming currently for The Witcher, right? So yes. he's probably not in a position that he could, right? Plus, he's probably got a beard. Yeah. But I would love to see that. Yeah. Give me the, the beard cut. Yeah. Of Superman. <laughs> yeah, the beard and they long. have to they had to CGI his whole jaw. Yeah. Not just his yeah. fucking upper lip. Yeah, and then they had to like CGI off his hair because he doesn't have like l- yeah. long hair. He's probably wearing a wig for the show, but whatever. I'm sure he is. Yeah. It's still funny though to think about. Fuck it, keep the hair. Yeah. You know what? I want Superman to be a witcher now. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Witcher Man. Uh, interestingly, I don't think there was any word of Cyborg doing oh, reshoots. that's weird. Snyder's <laughs> so like, yeah, I think I'm just going to keep some distance from this <laughs> yeah, whole thing. For real. I just got the fucking Snyder cut to actually exist, yeah. finally. Probably so like, I'm not touching that with a tempo pole. I'm going to do my own thing. Yeah. But that does add a big sum to... The production cost now, right? Yeah. Another seventy million, mm. unless that's already within the budget. It could just be. being used for that. It could be, yeah. DC is also making moves like the Marvel Universe with having TV shows added to their universe. Peacemaker, the character that's going to be in the the next Suicide Squad film, mm-hmm. played by John Cena, is getting a spinoff TV show on HBO Max. Okay. Uh, it looks like it's going to be an origin of the character. James Gunn will write the series and direct several episodes. Anybody who doesn't know the character, Peacemaker is a militant pacifist, one so devoted to the idea of peace, he'll kill any man, woman, or child in order to obtain it. Okay. In other words, he's not the brightest bulb in the DC universe. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> and this is based off of James Gunn's Twitter. Oh, man. That's interesting. They already have a spinoff going and we haven't even seen the fucking movie yet. Yeah, right? Jesus. Now I'm curious, is this going to upset any of the other characters? I mean, probably. (laughs) Given the drama in Hollywood these days. (laughs) Well, ironically, there should be less drama because there's not much activity in Hollywood, right? That's true. I'm just curious, though, if if other people are like, whoa, no one ever pays me in DC shows. (laughs) (laughs) We gave you a bunch of gum. What else do you, do you think, want? Do you think this was in his contract? Do you think he was like, 
Oh, maybe. I want to show for the character if I'm going to be on in maybe. the movie. That could be it. Not that he's like a, a top actor that that can demand roles. Yeah. but He's probably got a decent amount of pull, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did that fire station film. Yeah. Where he had children that he had to protect. Yeah. That was a pretty cool looking movie. You can stop throwing shade. <laughs> I I just made a comment. Yeah. That I thought it was a cool looking movie. I see. Did you? Or was it hot looking? <laughs> Don't you wish your movie was hot like okay. me? Oh, man. Don't you? Don't you? Uh, we got some random Disney news. Uh, Tinkerbell was cast in the new Peter Pan and Wendy live-action Disney film. Oh, thank fucking God. <laughs> I was stressed the other night thinking, is there gonna be another live-action Peter Pan film? Because I need one. I, was, I fucking need one. I was so confused because I was like, they're doing this again? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But um, I feel like it's an annual thing. I feel like every year there's a new Peter Pan live-action film. It seems like it. Whether it's Disney or not. Yeah. Uh, so for this one, <laughs> Yara Shahidi will be playing Tinkerbell, and she is known for her work in Blackish and the spinoff Grownish on ABC. In case anybody wants to look her up, so cool. I'm just gonna be honest. Nothing's gonna be better than Hook. Nothing. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Julia Roberts as Tinkerbell. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's true. Um, I have a little bit of follow-up news from what we something we talked about last week. Rufio, Rufio. Okay. Oh. <laughs> uh, remember that Mulan mask segment we had? <laughs> yeah. Where they talked about how much money Mulan. We talked about Mulan the, making money. The new money. Mulan math. Yeah, the new Mulan math. Uh, it turns out they did invent math, <laughs> a new math. Okay. Uh, at least someone, whoever wrote that article, that was originally published by yahoo finance they invented a new math it turns out because those numbers were wrong i'm just going to do a quick breakdown of what happened here because i guess brian lichtenberger the guy who's he's a guy who works for seven park data which is the firm that provided the data to yahoo but then the person at yahoo went ahead and extrapolated something else and misinterpreted the data essentially Mm. so this brian guy came out on twitter and was like hold up let me just explain something here um and explained how the math was Incorrectly calculated. Um, so Yahoo interpreted the numbers as 29% of all U.S. subscribers purchased Mulan. That's not correct. What actually it was, was 29% of users who accessed the service between the 1st of September and the 12th of September purchased Mulan. So that's a 12-day period of time, and that doesn't actually account accommodate or account for every single subscriber to Disney+. Plus. So... Brian pointed out that you have to equalize the data. You can't just calculate 29% times all of the profits or whatever, or times the user base, because that's going to give you a falsely inflated number. So he actually posted another chart from all of Q3 uh, with the, the audience share showing that, for example, Hamilton had 44% of the viewership and or 44% of people watched Hamilton and 10% approximately watched Mulan. So knowing that from that chart, you can apply it to the Disney Plus subscriber base in the U.S. to get a true revenue estimate. 
So you can say 10.32% times 30 bucks per premium stream times the number of subscribers. So even though that whole like assuming the U.S. is 50% of all world subscribers is still a random number. Mm-hmm. So we're still not sure if that number is correct because I don't think anybody's confirmed or denied that. But assuming at least 50% have it. Uh, yeah. So assuming that's still true, then the number is actually 93 million. Because 50% of the 60 million worldwide is 30 million. So 10.32% times 30 bucks times 30 million equals 93 million compared with 261 million, which is unfortunately what the Yahoo article posted. And that's what everybody was reporting. It's about triple the amount because you have, it looks like the difference, it's about three times the amount that. If you did 93 times two uh, times three is about 26 or 27 or so, right? Mm-hmm. It was so, about two, 270 million? Yes. Something like that? Yes. So Was the, the supposed profits? Right. Um, so Okay. So it's like a third of a what third they thought It's a third of what they estimated because they didn't account for the fact that that 29% number was not including Everybody. the entire subscribership. It was not counting people probably like us who hadn't logged in during that 12-day period. Just a, you know, new math. Yeah. Fun facts. Well, I mean, at least I know I can get a job at Yahoo Financial now. Because <laughs> they have an opening? Because you don't necessarily have to. Yeah, one, they have an opening, and two, you don't necessarily have to know Yeah. how math works. Yeah, that's true. Also, it's good to know. It used to be like... Being a meteorologist was really the only job you could have done wrong and still keep your job. Yeah. Good to know. Falls under Yahoo Financial as well. Yeah. As far as we know. As far as we know. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Now that that's out of the way, let's talk about the big fucking bombshell. Borat 2? Well, okay. The second big fucking bombshell. (laughs) Yeah. And the the funny thing too is that the conversation about the success of Mulan also kind of implemented this talk of, at least for us, seeing this potential success, does that then change how you would release Black Widow come its release date, if, if you cannot in theaters? Yeah, we did briefly discuss that. Uh, so that basically kind of disrupts this entire concept of potentially even being on digital because... Because that's or streaming. That's a piss poor showing. Because <laughs> it's not at all as good as it sounded like it was, right? right? Exactly. So really, there's no conversation at that point. Yes. Uh, and that said, clearly Marvel felt the same way. Yeah. Disney felt the Disney same way. Disney obviously already knows their numbers, and they're like, "That's not yeah. correct." <laughs> so, uh, kind of like we all expected, Black Widow has been delayed to 2021. Ugh. I'm so tired of waiting. We for are that. not going to be getting this film in. November, like we thought. So instead, we're getting it May 7th of next year. Oh, good. So I guess happy birthday to me. I guess. And also (laughs) go fuck yourself during the holidays. Yeah. Oh, man. So because of this, that's what, about six months, I think? I think so, yeah. So because of this, Shang-Chi, which was going to be released on that exact day has now been delayed to July 9th of 2021. Hmm. So two months later. Yeah. And Like in the middle of summer. And the the Eternals, which was going to be February 12th of 2021, is now going to be 
November 5th of 2021. Dang. So that's getting bumped pretty fucking far. So that's been bumped a total of a year now because that was originally November, wasn't it? This year? Uh, It was before that, I think, even before. Oh, you're right. That was also a delay. Right. Oh, man. So these three for sure have been uh, affected by whole scheduling for around the shutdown yeah the shutdown the interesting thing is eternals was supposed to be before shang chi mm-hmm. now it's being delayed till after shang chi so that kind of tells us those movies have no real impact on each other yeah they might reference things but they aren't directly related i think and i think somebody from disney months back said something about how the films had no impact on each other as far as the the rescheduling releases at the time when they mm-hmm. had to reshuffle everything. Yeah. And it wasn't going to impact any of the timeline. Which, I mean, it doesn't really matter because they just release however they want, right? It's not like Guardians of the Galaxy was released yeah. in the timely fashion, right? Yeah, that's true. Or Captain Marvel. Yeah. <laughs> but here's my question for you. Will we then see any other properties being delayed at a later date? Maybe they're holding <laughs> off to see how it pans out coming into the next year before they make any other changes. I really hope. But do you think we're going to see issues with Thor, Doctor Strange 2, Captain Marvel 2? I know they're probably further out. I can't quite remember the exact dates, but... Mm-hmm. I feel like... Um, I, I'm hoping. I This is my opinion. I think they will wait until they get closer to the release of the now-delayed next-released movies. Mm. At the very least, Black Widow. Yeah. So they can decide at what... Because, I mean, obviously, I don't think they're going to be delaying filming or any of that shit, obviously, for any other reason than maybe required by the pandemic. But um, as far as... They might just be, like, holding on to when they're finished with them. They're just, like, sitting on a shelf, basically, waiting to be released. So mm-hmm. I'm assuming they won't be doing any further delays unless it's necessary for the story. Yeah. Uh, what about the TV shows? We know WandaVision's coming out mm-hmm. this year, presumably December. Mm-hmm. Well, I think if they stick by that, then that probably means that... It has no impact on has, Black Widow. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's that's what I'm assuming. Yeah. And based on the storylines, they don't mm-hmm. seem to relate to each other. I think Falcon and Winter Soldier could be the only show that would really have a direct connection yeah. to, to Black Widow. Yeah. Just because they're all, you know, spy espionage type themes. So there might be like tie-ins to, oh, we know of this villain who may be in that film or vice versa or whatever. Yeah. But I'm kind of curious when those are even coming out. We know it was delayed. They were supposedly brought back production in September. Mm -hmm. And on Wikipedia, it's saying it's getting an early 2021 release for that show. I cannot imagine that show is coming out early 2021. Yeah, that seems early. It's got to be mid to late in my mind. Loki even is in, has been in the works, but they, you know. I mean, they're obviously still in the casting. They just announced Richard E. Grant will be joining the cast of Loki too. He played Legion General Pride in Rise of Skywalker. I guess he was rumored for a while, but now he's officially confirmed. So mm-hmm. I think just the fact that that's that kind of part of the this, that that stage of development is still in the news means Loki's pretty far yeah. off. Well, that show I think they started in January. They got to March before mm-hmm. having to close down. Yeah. So who knows how far they even went with 
what that show. Yeah, exactly. Um, plus, first off, he looks like he could play Loki in the future, like an older version of Loki. Yeah, he totally does. So I'm really expecting him to be that. I like that idea. Like an alternate timeline or just the future version of him. Mm-hmm. I could totally see that happening. Because we do have all these other characters that were or actors that were cast that seem like they are potentially going to be variations of Loki. Right. Hell, this might even be a better Bill and Ted 3 than Bill and Ted 3. Okay. <laughs> if, if they do it right. Yeah. But Loki, right? We know it ties to Thor to an extent. Yes. So I would imagine the release for that show would be closer to Thor's release to try and get people amped up for that movie. Right. Not that you need it, but... I would think that too. So I imagine Loki would be on the later end of 2021. Yeah, that would make sense. Like, the holiday time. Yeah. It's disappointing. Yeah. But at the same time, I they're not going to release something that they aren't going to make as much if they could just hold out. Yeah. Obviously, they think they can hold out, so. Yeah, exactly. Plus, they'll bring in some revenue, I'm sure, with the, the Mandalorian Season 2 and yeah. WandaVision. So yeah. they'll probably get a boost in subscribers there. Yeah. I'm super excited for WandaVision. Yeah. Um, but on the topic of all these... Disney Plus Marvel shows. Nick Fury is supposedly getting a TV show on the service. Samuel L. Jackson is set to reprise his role as Nick Fury for a Disney Plus show. Uh, there's no plot details, but Variety is reporting uh, this news from their source, saying that it's a thing, even though Marvel Studios has not technically confirmed it. Okay. I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. At all. I mean. Yeah. Especially since he's kind of a character that they use to tie in everybody. Yes. They could be using him to either tie in TV show characters or just the overall universe still. Yeah. Um, I know there was speculation from comments in the article that I was reading that, oh, it, it's probably going to take place in the 90s with Captain Marvel. I don't think so because they'd have to put all that money into de-aging him yeah it just seems like it would not be cost effective for a tv show exactly the whole idea of the show is it's going to be easier budget right yeah so i think it would be a modern time most likely going to lean into the sword concept Mm -hmm. probably him helping establish sword or something like that i don't see it being anything beyond a connecting show for all the other stuff yeah I would imagine it's going to be heavy in the cosmic side of Marvel. Right. Given the context of where everything's gone. Yeah, I'm sure that's... Probably tie into the Skrull and Kree war. Yeah. That they kind of have set up. I wonder if um, Disney would ever do a show kind of like uh, Short Treks. You know how on CBS All Access they had that show that was kind of like little individual shorts that were kind of related to their other shows? Uh, They released or are going to release some animated shorts that are going to be based off the characters. Okay. Because it seems to me that Nick Fury, given how he is the connector of everybody, Mm -hmm. would be an interesting idea to put him in like a show that's kind of like pieces from other things that are going on. Just how he relates to them. So basically the end credits. Yeah. Of basically a season of end credits that would just tell the story throughout the different 
and properties. how it relates to what else is going on. Yeah. It's not a bad idea. Yeah. Call them up. Yeah. Hopefully they wouldn't be like short treks where they're like four minutes long. They'd be real episodes, but. Well, some of those <laughs> got to the point of 15 minutes. Oh, okay. I watched all of those. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. I see. I did. Okay. Guess I'll just go I fuck just myself. fucking flexed. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Marvel is making big moves, it seems, with the schedules and, and just shows coming out. Mm-hmm. We know we got She-Hulk, you know, we got the Moon Knight. There's going to be a lot of shows coming up in the next yeah. few years, it looks like. Yeah. Um, But one show we won't have is actually on the DC side. Yeah. Supergirl is coming to an end after season six. They're going to have 20 episodes for the season. Uh, which actually season five was even cut short because of the pandemic. So that had a very abrupt ending Mm -hmm. and it's planned to release in 2021 at some point. I don't know if they have an exact date. Apparently they've been kind of targeting a later production date for the the filming because the lead actress, Melissa Benoist is actually pregnant, which I did not know. Yeah. I didn't know that either. Yeah. that, That said something about how they might even begin filming without her. And have her yeah, join later. So just have just everything have... that doesn't need her yeah. on set to be filmed. Yeah. Okay. And then she'll just show up whenever she's done, you know, mm-hmm. having the baby and being ready to yeah. film again. <laughs> Fuck it. Give me a season where Supergirl's pregnant. I know, right? That's you know? what I'm thinking. But clearly they're not going that route. <laughs> you know, make it like a whole, like, whose baby is it? Or yeah. Who's, who's the baby daddy? Like, you know? mon came back. Yeah, but like, have multiple episodes yeah. where like... It could be this guy. Yeah. Maybe it's this chick. Yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It could be that alien. We don't know how Kryptonian biology works. (laughs) In the end, it's just Lex. Yeah. He impregnated her while she was asleep. Yeah. Inappropriate. With not bite, not his. (laughs) Like, he did, like, a needle thing. A needle thing. It's not rapey, okay? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's CW. They would not allow that. I know. Get your mind out of the gutter. Okay. What kind of person do you think Lex is? I mean, trash. He would definitely do that. Yeah. I... <laughs> but yeah, it's like the... Lex is joining the boys, actually. Okay. <laughs> when the show ends, he's going to join the boys. Yeah. No, I do have a question for you, though. Uh, we do know Lois and Clark, or what the fuck that show is called. <laughs> Lois and Clark. <laughs> Get your mind out of the 90s. <laughs> Superman and Lois. Yes. Even better name, right? I know. Uh we know that that show is going to be, you know, coming out soon. Are we going to see some of these characters join that cast instead? I, I would imagine, yeah. But it's kind of a bummer. I feel like it's just a, it's an interesting direction for CW to go at this time, especially. I can't imagine she's completely done with the character, though, right? They're going to just have her jump in cameos for, at the very least, Superman, right? Yeah, prob- probably. Probably even continue with the Flash occasionally or even Mm -hmm. the crossover events right they can still bring the character in i imagine they just won't have a show right it'll just be which if you think about it that kind of fucking sucks now too right yeah the crossover event they did was like oh let's bring everything together yeah now they conveniently have them in the same fucking city or whatever the same the same universe or whatever and now they're not even gonna be the shows (laughs) now they're not even have the show where she even would be able to do that yeah Seems like a huge missed opportunity. Definitely. And I'll say, as as cheesy as it got with some of the shit they did, but I, I think that was probably my second favorite of the CW shows. Flash is probably my favorite. 
it sounds like the show's cancellation is based off ratings. I think it's kind of yeah. took a, a slope downward over the years. Yeah, I which I, can I could see, that. see by the way that they've yeah. gone with the show. I also kind of wonder, and maybe I'm an idiot, but what's um, Star Girl? Is that her name? The you DC like, show. The DC show. Yeah. That's going. You think to maybe deep. that's trying to replace? I'm wondering Supergirl? if they're trying to force people to watch her because we can have need another girl we can superhero. have two super bitches. Yeah, exactly. So I'm just curious if maybe they're trying to streamline their. That makes sense. Put focus on one character because it's the only one available in that like style of character. Right. They'll obviously have Batwoman. Yes, but. She doesn't have powers, per se. Right. So. And then there's Black Lightning, but that's not a female, so it doesn't help. I'm sure they have they probably supporting have characters, characters on there. Yeah, I haven't yeah. watched the show. I haven't either. Um, plus, I guess they still have the, whatever, the Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. I forgot that show existed, to be honest. <laughs> but Arrowverse, you know, overall, Arrow's gone. Yep. Some of these shows seem like they're not that great, to be honest. Yeah. Um, it doesn't seem like it's, it seems like it's. On its sunset period. <laughs> yes. Which, again, is kind of interesting when they did the whole crossover thing. It seemed like they were trying to go and push all of these things together to make a bigger thing. Yeah. And now it seems like they're eliminating some of these properties. Yeah. Here's my pitch. Okay. We get a show called Super Flash. Okay. Okay. Turns out mm-hmm. that kid in her belly. Yeah. It's Flashes. Yeah. They did. They did bond. They had a special connection. Oh, they bonded <laughs> at the pelvis. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So tell me more. Iris finds out, goes crazy, becomes a, becomes a super villain. Uh huh. Yep. Okay. I and like that. By that, she's just a reporter. She just continues to be herself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but people start to hate her. Uh huh. Because of how crazy she's being. Got it. Okay. Finally. Yes. <laughs> So the show is basically Flash and Supergirl trying to take care of a kid. Yeah. But they're not together. Uh-huh. But they're trying to do the whole, you know, like Superman and Lois doing the whole parenting thing. Yeah. Uh, as a nuclear family. Right. They're doing it as a uh, non-traditional family. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I have a question. Does Iris leave Flash? Yeah. Okay. She's the So then, the why, then why don't Flash and Supergirl just get together? Because they can't. Out of honor until Iris is dead. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I said it. Dead. Dead. Like perma dead, not CW yeah. dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm pitching this show. Okay. I like it. I'm interested to see where it goes. We need to get rid of Iris because she's a terrible character. Mm-hmm. Well, she's a terrible character on the show. She's yes. not a terrible character in general. Yes. And we need to bring Supergirl back because I want... Super Baby Mama Drama. Super Baby Mama Drama? Yeah, that's, that'll be the title. Or subtitle. <laughs> Super Flash. Super Baby Mama Drama. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely pitch it. Let me know how it goes. Okay. we got to think of a title for this, like, segment, too. When I pitch things. Because I pitch things a lot. Yeah. That's true. Pitch Not So Perfect. <laughs> is that the title? Yeah. At least for now. Until yeah, I change it. for now it, it is. Until I pitch a new title. <laughs> yeah. You just pitch a new title every time. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that's our news. It we is. do have uh, some reviews, some trailers, some 
shows, some movies. So, for anyone who is unfamiliar, here's how our rating system works. If we hated something, we'll burn it. If it was disappointing but not the worst, we're going to sample it. If it was just okay or we're neutral, we're going to test it. And if it was pretty good, we're going to slice it. If we absolutely love the shit out of it, we're going to dissect it. And if all of us dissect it, we're We're DTF. DTF. Nice. There's some real chemistry there. Yeah. It was like Flash and Supergirl <laughs> fucking right there. Yep. Like, like on top of Iris. Yeah. Uh, okay. First up on our list, there's a trailer that will be relevant. I mean, this is kind of a bummer. It's actually coming out after Halloween, but Halloween's basically canceled anyway, so who cares? Yeah. Um, Freaky. Yeah. Is- I guess you could say it's going to be a Freaky Friday. All right. Uh, the movie Freaky is coming out Friday, November 13th, um, s- supposedly in theaters. Supposedly. Haven't, haven't seen any changes yeah. on that. We'll see. I checked our uh, <laughs> Regal app because uh-huh. I was like, I'm just curious if I'm getting yeah. fucking screwed out of this. They're, yeah. they're, they're like counting our weeks that we yeah. you knew would go. Can't tell if they are. But <laughs> yeah, movies like are just not showing up as. They don't exist to us existing in California. To, to watch. So. <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine this is happening. I do get mad because every now and then I'll get a notification from the app. It's like, blah, 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 movie's out. And I'm like, no, it's not. Realize where I am. I know you, you have access. You sit on your throne of lies <laughs> and Xbox One X's. They're the bots that bought them all. Um, Turns out they're just Ultron. Yeah. <laughs> so Freaky is a movie by Blumhouse and from the creators of Happy Death Day in that universe, I assume, right? The, how the, Probably. Yeah. I don't know if they do that kind of thing, but yeah. They could. Um, and it's got Vince Vaughn and Catherine Newton in it. Uh, this looks kind of kind of fun. Yeah, How so basic premise, it seems, is Vince Vaughn is a killer. Mm-hmm. He stabs Catherine Newton's character, who mm-hmm. is just a high school girl. Yeah. Uh, and instead of it killing her, it actually swaps bodies with her. And it's more of a comedy, it seems, where yeah. uh, she's now in the killer's body, playing... Mm-hmm. Played by Vince Vaughn. Yeah. And the killer is now in her body. Yes. Who is now going and killing A bunch of other high school kids. Yeah. <laughs> as her. Yeah. And it's just kind of this funny gimmick of her trying to, like, get her friends to believe that she's not this creepy man. Yes. Killer. Yeah. Uh, it, and get her body back. I think this is a great opportunity to see Vince Vaughn talking like a valley girl. I can't wait. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think he's going to nail this role with the... Yeah. With, uh, yeah. Yeah. I think whenever you first told me, whenever you first was like, oh, yeah, I want to put this on there. And I was like, okay, sure, whatever. And then we watched the trailer and I was like, okay, this is actually pretty great. Like, yeah. I'm interested for sure. It feels like a movie that could easily go to streaming, right? Yes. You don't need a theater for this. You don't this. need to go to theaters for that. Especially release it to streaming on October 31st. Come on. Get it together, yeah. guys. Yeah, hopefully that's it's a Friday. Obvious. Otherwise, it is. It's you ruin Saturday. Your entire Sorry. marketing. It's a Saturday, so, so I guess the, they'd have to do the 30th. Yeah. You gotta take but advantage of that Freaky Friday. It's, but it's not called Friday. <laughs> it's called Freaky. Yeah, but it's released on Friday. Okay, well then they should do the October thirtieth then. Is what I'm. That's that's my pitch for them. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. Yeah. As though we have a say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Transformers: War for Cybertron Earthrise Part Two of the trilogy mm-hmm. for Netflix. Yeah. Released a teaser. It's. Looking like more of the same. Yeah. More fun, more characters. Uh, there's a mystery 
faction mm-hmm. that they showed in this trailer. Yeah. Teaser. Or not a faction. As they put it. Yeah. There are no factions <laughs> there in are this no area factions. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, although you have a faction logo. You have a symbol so. on you, so that's yeah. how it works. It so. wasn't the bat symbol, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, no, any information on when this is coming out or it was just a... It just said coming soon. Okay. And that got me really stoked because yeah. to me that's tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> you know what's great about that? What? Me saying that? Huh? Is no matter when somebody listens to this episode... Yeah. It could be like 10 years from now. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, that shit's coming out tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. Very true. The rumors are actually... Circulating, it seems, on the web that the mystery faction is going to be Transformers who work for the Quintessons, which are the original robotic alien species that created the Transformers. Okay. Interesting. So, they kind of tease the character in the dark at the end of the trailer, which felt like it could resemble one of those characters. Yeah. From the old 80s cartoon. Mm-hmm. So I kind of think that they are going that direction. It would make more sense. Kind of expand on the lore of Transformers. Yeah. But I'm just really hoping that this does come out really soon. Because I was expecting like next year. And yeah. seeing coming soon, hopefully, is, is within the next few months. Yeah. Definitely. Another teaser we got was Resident Evil Infinite Darkness, which was announced on Netflix Portuguese site, uh, not technically anywhere else yet. Okay. But I imagine it's a worldwide thing. Mm-hmm. So this is a CGI film in the Resident Evil universe set for a 2021 release date. The article actually emphasized that this was not the live action series for Netflix. What? So just want to make it clear to everybody, the CGI movie yeah. is not the live action show. Oh, okay. Because I know that was confusing was for very, people. very, confusing, yes. <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing how many warnings and disclaimers we have to have on things these days. <laughs> Do not drink poison. May kill you. Yeah, it's poisonous. So basically they showed what looked like Claire and mm-hmm. Leon yeah. and a couple other mystery characters. Mm-hmm. They showed an actual traditional zombie. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure that was exciting for you. Yes. Yeah. They looked a little funky in the face. They did. I felt like, why didn't you just go with what you did in the Resident Evil 2 remake? Yeah. With the actual actor designs. They don't have to look as intricate and detailed, but you could have done something similar. Was it, is it possible that... So those are owned by the game company, right? I don't know. Capcom. Capcom. Yes. So... But this would be in partnership with Capcom okay. in order to even do it. Well, I'm just wondering, wondering if it was whatever the the animator style take on. I'm those. sure, which is about yeah. saving money on yeah. budget. Yeah. Maybe they have to pay those actors if yeah. they have their likeness used. Yeah. I'm even though they were too. used in the game. Yeah. Interesting. They just look a little off. They do. But it's not Resident Evil Eight, so yeah, it's not it's not the live <laughs> action show. Yeah. As we've been established here. Yeah. So it's got more potential at the very least because of that. Right. All right. So that's it on trailers. Let's talk about what we watched. What we watched or 
what we do in the shadows. <laughs> yeah, we could talk about that. <laughs> um, this show, if anyone hasn't seen it, is fucking hilarious. I highly recommend anyone check it out if you have Hulu. Um, we this show, uh, what we do in the shadows, is on FX. We watched it via Hulu. Um, season two premiered April fifteenth of this year. Season one is also on there. Um, basic premise of this is uh, <laughs> four ancient vampire roommates living are living in Staten Island, interacting with the modern world, and that's the most simplified way to put it. Um, it was created by Jermaine Clement, and it's based on the 2014 film by the same name, written by Jermaine Clement and Taika Watiti, which was also hilarious. I watched, let's say, we had watched most of season one a while back. Yeah, I think I talked about the show yeah. as far as season one went. Yeah, and so I finally caught up, and then we also both finished season two. Um, each season has ten episodes, and it was renewed for season three in May of this year. So, yes, I will definitely keep watching if we have Hulu at the time. <laughs> I would consider subscribing to Hulu when this whole season is available just to watch this show because it's that good. We technically have the FX app. Oh, okay. On Xbox. So we potentially could still watch it if they air them on that app. Gotcha. Okay. Some shows they don't put on there and some they do. It's very confusing. Right. I'm assuming they're popular shows they don't. Probably, yeah. But um, the, the writing on this show is so good. So, I love this show. So good. I kind of, this might be a hot take, mm-hmm. I kind of think it might be better than the movie. I think so too. But I really love the movie, so. The movie was good, and it got you here, it got you to the show, but the show is so, it's got so many more layers than mm. the movie did. And I think that the characters have, like, so much more to them as well. Yeah, you get Obviously, to learn more about them. Obviously, you have a show, so you can them. expand on them more yes. than the movie could, but, um, but they also have cameos and shit of like so many cameos that just always are fun. There's uh, one episode in particular that I'm like, I think it might be the most cameos I've ever seen in one episode of mm. a show. <laughs> yeah, it was so good, and it's in the universe. They made it yeah. very clear yeah. that the vampires from the movie do exist in this world, and also maybe other vampires that you know from popular culture. <laughs> Might exist in this universe yeah, as well. Right? Unofficially, of <laughs> Unofficially, course. Unofficially, yeah. But it's so great. There's also this underlying plot line that happens with Guillermo, who is the familiar to Nandor the Relentless, the human familiar. And that is pretty funny, too, the way that that plays out. I don't, I'm not going to say anything about it because yeah. it's super spoiler. Yeah, yeah, all of these actors, pitch, pitch perfect. Now you have me wanting to say that. God damn it. Um, you want me to pitch a new show for it? Because I don't think we need to. <laughs> we don't need to. This is perfect. It's a perfect show. Um, all of these actors are great. Kayvon Novak plays Nandor. Uh, Matt Berry plays Laszlo. He's fucking great. The only thing I'd ever seen him in before was the IT crowd. And this is like way above and beyond. Even funnier than he was in that. Um, Natasha Dimitriou as Nadja. And Harvey Guillen is the guy who plays Guillermo. And Mark Proch plays Colin Robinson, who is an energy vampire, not a traditional vampire. He's probably one of my favorites, He's too. so good, yeah. Um, it's just great. It, it If you are one of those people that's like, yeah, I don't need to watch another fucking vampire show, just fucking watch it anyway, because it's not about that. Yeah. <laughs> Colin, the, the energy vampire, like, mm-hmm. his character just reminds me, like, straight up of a character from The Office. As, Absolutely. As, like, a supernatural as being. a supernatural being exactly it's so good yes um i i'm gonna have to 
dissect it. I, I'm I really like this show. This. Yeah. I'm really excited for season three. And I hope I hope we have it on the app. If not, I'll I'll probably end up getting Hulu for it. Yeah. But we'd have to let it all air first. Yeah, so we we'd have to wait till it. the end and then we could binge it. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm also dissecting it and so we're DT fucking F on this. Yeah, we're <laughs> We're down to fucking fuck, apparently. <laughs> Uh, next up, we finished Cobra Kai. Finished or watched the entire watched, two seasons watched of? Watched the entire two seasons of. But, I mean, technically finished. Yeah, I yeah. guess you're right. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is on Netflix currently as of August 28th. Um, it was previously on YouTube, Red, slash Premium, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, One of the many things that yeah, I didn't understand didn't why work. I need to pay. Yeah. It's like, but I just search but what I, just, I want yeah. and it's there. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't want the trial. Go away. Um, Although they're really getting stupid with their ads now. They're mm-hmm. like putting ads right in the middle of content yeah. where like they're about to say something. Yeah. And so you miss something they because heard, of the ad. They heard Peacock was doing it. So they were like, yeah. well, this is fine now, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this Cobra Kai is based on the Karate Kid film series, in case anybody's not aware of that. Uh, it's set 34 years after the original Karate Kid film, re-examining the narrative from Johnny Lawrence's point of view and his decision to reopen the Cobra Kai Karate Dojo, leading to the rekindling of his old rivalry with Daniel LaRusso. So you have a lot of the old cast coming back. Ralph Macchio is back as Daniel LaRusso, William Zabka as Johnny Lawrence, and then you have um, Courtney Hengler as Amanda, Amanda LaRusso, Daniel's wife. And Zolo Mariduena as Miguel Diaz. He's one of the new kind of primary characters. He's basically like the main student to yeah. Johnny. To Johnny, yeah. Um, so yeah, we watched all of season one and season two. They were ten episodes each. And season three is coming to Netflix in 2021. So uh, it's going to continue. From what I understand, the show's already done and completed for season three. But they're just waiting to release it because it's now on Netflix. Right. And they're just trying to get people, I think, to watch seasons one through two. Yeah. Acting like people didn't just binge it the first weekend it came out. Yeah, right. <laughs> Netflix doesn't know their users very well. Yeah. <laughs> so, I liked this show. I feel like it's got a lot of the whole, like, back and forth between, like, who's the good guy? Who's who's right here? Who's wrong? Who's, yeah. who's the dick? <laughs> I don't know if this is a hot take. For me, this show would be defined as a guilty pleasure. Because I feel like it has so much ridiculous drama and gossip drama yeah uh very soap opera like plot points that are only there just to feel the next problem between characters it's a lot of whole a a lot of situations where somebody could have just said one sentence and then the rest of the episode wouldn't have had to happen yeah (laughs) Uh, but instead you get like characters among all of the different characters whether they're you know, Johnny or Daniel or even just the students, but something just doesn't get said and it always causes a misunderstanding and causes a further problem. Yeah. Uh, which then gets fixed in like a next episode or two and then oh, something else now happened. And it's just very dramatic and over the top in that sense. Yeah. And I feel like it's a little bit of a guilty pleasure because of that. Yeah. But I think the writing is really good as far as uh, character development. Yes. Johnny's character, I think, is, like, really, really well done. Absolutely. Um, I kind of wonder if How I Met Your Mother spawned this show. Because 
the whole gimmick joke in that show was that Johnny was the good guy and yeah. Daniel was the bad guy in that film. Yeah. That's how Barney on that show interpreted the Karate Kid movie. Yeah. And uh, it was like an ongoing joke. And then he actually even cameoed on that show yeah. for an episode. Yeah. Williams Zabka? Zap- Zapka. Oh, okay. Cameoed. And so I'm curious if that's kind of what spawned this show existing. Yeah. It is very interesting how they show little flashbacks from his point of view. You're like, oh. <laughs> yeah. You don't really think I, about you it. it like that. Like, well, he was kind of the problem. Yeah. You know? It did. I yeah. mean, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck this guy. Yeah, fuck that guy and his fucking cars. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't say I loved the show, but I liked it. I will, I'm going to say I will test it. Obviously, I watched the whole thing because I kind of got into the drama, but. Yeah. It's not something that I would be, like, going out of my way for, necessarily. All that was missing was baby mama drama. Yeah. That's... But maybe if they tied in the Supergirl. Yeah, maybe. Or, sorry, Super Flash. Yeah, <laughs> Super Flash. Yeah. Uh, I think I did like it a little bit more, though. Like I said, it was a guilty pleasure for me. Yeah. I would. I would say... I'm giving it a slice it. Okay. I honestly was not that passionate about Karate Kid when I was younger. Like, I yeah. watched them. Yeah. But I wasn't, like, really into karate and stuff. Yeah. But I really enjoyed this. I think the nostalgia, just knowing that it's from when I grew up, made yeah. me enjoy it more. I will say, though, the most ridiculous part of this show is it seems like all of these kids are doing karate to each other. Yeah. And, like... The, the town or city or wherever the yeah. fuck they live is just like, there's no rules. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and karate fight anybody you want. Whenever Go ahead you want. and commit any crimes you want. Yeah. It's okay. It's just about some karate rivalry. Yeah. Nobody cares. Yeah. It's very. Like what? It's very weird. Because <laughs> I was into karate for like a year when I was in like fifth or sixth grade or something. And then I kind of grew out of it. But. Nobody was ever like, oh, karate is, there's like a karate rivalry. Like, we didn't have that here, obviously. Um, and they kind of, like, spark jokes in the show. There's yeah. a character who's like, he's like, we've had a karate tournament for X about a, like, this many years. <laughs> yeah. Am I the only person who didn't know we had the karate tournament here? <laughs> yeah. So, and like. That character I hated in the beginning. I hate, yeah. And I thought he ended up being one of the most charming characters by the end of the season, the second season. Yeah. He definitely was... I kind of went back and forth on him. I was like, why are you fucking here? And mm. then sometimes he was really funny. So, I don't know. I think that's why I was only I was only saying test it for this. Because I kind of went back and forth whether I was, mm. like, really irritated with everyone or they were okay. Well, that's my problem is I had so many problems with the show. Yeah. As far as motivations that people did things. Yes. Or just, like, the immaturity. Yeah. Or communications. Yeah. Or, you know, just the CW nature of, like, ugh, I'm mad over nothing. Yeah. But I kept watching it. I mean, I did too, so, (laughs) yeah. And I'm really excited for season three still, especially after how season two ends. That's true. I might have underrated it. No, you didn't. You don't need to convince yourself you did. I'm not. Okay. I'm not changing my rating. I'm just saying. I could have estimated low. I always feel like I need a point five rating. <laughs> yeah. A, we already have five, but somehow I need one in the middle of each one. <laughs> I'm not doing that. 
You could just test slice it, I guess. Test slice it? Yeah, like just nick it. Yeah. You want to nick it? Yeah. <laughs> but the the show is full of like tons and tons of references to the to the movies, yeah. you know, characters, um just feel good nostalgia. And they they do a really good job of kind of making fun of that by leaning into it and yeah. And pointing out things that were kind of ridiculous, but also bringing them back, I guess. Yeah. I will say this. Where are all the parents to these kids? Yeah. I, None of them seem to exist or acknowledge that they're, that shit's going down. Yeah, it's very Among weird. this karate rivalry. Yeah. I also feel like uh, Daniel LaRusso looks ridiculous doing karate as an adult. <laughs> so, <laughs> there's that. Yeah. Like... Johnny Lawrence doesn't look ridiculous, but mm. Ralph Macchio looks. I just don't. I don't. I don't buy it. Yeah, <laughs> it looks weird to me. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. That's okay. I don't need an explanation. Okay. I'm just, it's just my comment. Okay. <laughs> we also watched a Netflix documentary on video games mm-hmm. uh, with a title a little bit better than the score you gave the last show. Yeah. Called High Score. Yeah. Yep. High Score came out on Netflix on August 19th. And uh, we watched the, like, the episode number five, like, pretty quickly. And then we just forgot to yeah, get back I to it. Yeah, I didn't realize it was kind of based off the timeline. So yeah. I was like, uh, which one do I care most about? Yeah. So I jumped to, like, first-person shooters. Yeah. Uh, re- realizing later on that, like, oh, it's kind of going in, like, a historical fashion. Yeah. It might have been better to watch it in order, which the rest of them we did. Um, yeah. Then we went and watched one through five. Yeah. Um, it features interviews and segments centered around the creation and development of video games in the 80s and 90s. Each episode kind of has its own theme, um, which is kind of fun. And a little fun fact here that I learned. Uh, it's actually narrated by Charles Martinet, the voice actor for Mario, which I had didn't notice at all. Oh, I totally could yeah. tell. Did he go, wah? Yeah, he was always like, wah, <laughs> I don't think he did. After the episode end, yeah. he'd be like, let's go, next episode. <laughs> bloop, bloop, bloop. Da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> Da-da-da-da-da. Um, yeah, so we watched all six episodes. And, uh, I mean, I'm assuming this is like an an over with thing so keep watching doesn't really apply right um i think it's one of those things where they will probably see how it did with the audience mm-hmm. whether people liked it whether yeah. it's worth renewing another season yeah i can't imagine they wouldn't have at least a second season it mm-hmm. i feel like i learned a lot yeah about the game industry yeah i learned cool shit about games or developers that i just did not know anything about and I had a blast watching it. Uh, they do these little retro art graphic animations that yeah. kind of like tell the stories that they're in, the people they're interviewing are saying. Yeah, it was really cool. And it just really highlighted some some fun and bizarre times of the early game industry. Mm-hmm. You know, basically people were like, yeah, I was just fucking around with coding and stuff. I made a mod of a game. And then next thing I know, I'm working for Nintendo. Yeah. I'm working for Sega, mm-hmm. you know. They, they kind of touched with some of the people who just were gamers in these tournaments for 
you know, during the console war rivalries and stuff for Sega or Nintendo and kind of where they ended up in life and how it impacted their life. And this is really fun and interesting. Yeah. Learned a lot about Pac-Man. Yeah. And Mrs. Pac-Man. Yeah. (laughs) It really was just based off early Nintendo and Sega like the early console war stuff, there really wasn't a whole lot on PlayStation or Xbox. Yeah. Uh, which makes me kind of think there might be... That's a good point. ...further seasons that kind of continue the, the timeline of, of the gaming industry. Mm-hmm. Um, assuming it's popular enough. Right. Which it should be. Yeah. But I really enjoy it because, you know, there are genres that I might not necessarily care about, but they, you know, I watched them and had actually found myself interested in, in the... The backstories, you know, yeah. they, they talked about fighting games, which aren't necessarily my thing. Yeah. Uh, they had RPGs, which, depending on the type, I really like. But they yeah. kind of had more of the... The kind that you don't like. The, the kind that I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> the more text-based, I guess, is really right. It was kind of like the start of those. But it was really interesting to see, like, what kind of games that they, they were talking about and how they, they evolved into seeing what these games you, you play in modern time, you know? Yeah. So I, I really enjoy this. I I give it easily a dissect it. Uh, I am going to slice it. I liked it. It wasn't like uh, there was too much of it that I was just like, yeah, I don't really care. But there was a lot of it that was very interesting, like you said, to learn the backstory of things, like why Mrs. Pac-Man exists or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. like that that fun little detail was like, oh, okay, that's kind of fun. Yeah, and I thought it was cool to learn about the origin of RPGs. At least in the the mm-hmm. Western RPG, as you call it. I mean, society calls it that. Yeah. I didn't make it up. Well, I mean, they up. didn't, so. Okay. Yeah. I guess you're right. <laughs> well, they were talking in general RPGs. It's not necessarily just yeah, Western. Yeah, that's, that's but true. But. Yeah, some of the games that they highlight at the end of the segment were like, yeah, these are Western RPGs. Yes. Yeah. So that was really interesting to see that they actually just started as like text on a screen and you had to like answer them with words. It's so weird. I don't know that I would have. I mean, isn't that what Oregon Trail is? Am I wrong? It's been a while since I played Oregon Trail. I guess you're right. It is. But I think it was like selections. I don't think you typed your response. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay, there was like a mouse right. involved, so it was a little bit different. It was for the dumb kids. Yeah. Yeah. What well, was for the smart kids? Obviously text-based games. Oh, I see. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm going to slice this one. I recommend it. Yeah, I, I really hope there's a season two. I really enjoyed it. I'd love to see what, what they do with um, like early PlayStation, mm-hmm. 64 era, even, yeah. you know, yeah, that definitely. time. All right. Well, I watched a movie solo by myself. Yeah. Because you are a coward and you That's don't like true. scary movies. Yeah. So I watched a film called You Should Have Left. We talked about this in a trailer a while back. It stars Kevin Bacon and Amanda Seyfried. Uh, basically, they are a couple. She's much younger than him. And they go on this getaway with their daughter. Or I should say, with his daughter. Uh-huh. To this rented home. Uh, just for weird shit to start happening, and it tells this whole creepy backstory of their past. and Yeah. Uh, your typical paranormal kind of 
film. Okay. I was, that's the only thing that I was actually interested to learn was the backstory of their relationship. So I'm, that's okay. I'm glad I, I didn't intend to watch this movie, but that's one thing I was curious about when we saw the trailer. Well, let me just put it like this. The title is very literal. Okay. It tells you right there. You should have left. Yeah. I should not have continued watching this film. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The first, it's only an hour and a half long, okay? Mm -hmm. But the first hour plus, I would say, is just building up the story of them getting to the house and it getting to the problem of the house. Okay. So it it's pretty fucking boring, I would say. And they, I feel like they have a bunch of stuff that's backstory that's not really all that necessary in this film. Right. Just to try and make you, I guess, care more about them, but you don't. The acting was fine, I guess, for what you know, you're watching a paranormal film, whatever. Right. Uh but it just felt like they wasted so much time on the buildup of getting to this place that mm-hmm. the actual execution of the horror element was just not there. I see. So it wasn't... Okay. The entire, like, climax of the problem was probably a matter of 15 minutes of the film. Really? With the resolution. Okay. And then the resolution was just fucking stupid. Okay. I won't give it away. Okay. But it, I'll tell you after. Yeah, okay. It, that it's works. ridiculous. Yeah. And this film basically had no point to exist. There was no point to it. It was a very half-baked idea that just got a couple pretty decent fucking <laughs> names. Right. And by decent, I mean, I'm understating that, obviously. Right, Kevin right, Bacon. Right. Yeah. So, wait, I'm sorry if I didn't hear you say this. This was PVOD, but where did you, how did you watch it? Uh, Sorry, it is actually, I watched it through Peacock streaming Peacock. service. Peacock, okay, okay. Which I was surprised it was on there so soon after it released. Yeah, which I guess like, no one wants that's to pay probably for why. <laughs> yeah. So there's like a there's a whole backstory between the characters and why what happens happens in this house. Okay. But it's just such a leap of your imagination that it just feels they really failed on a storytelling Got it. aspect of okay. this. So really, you probably could have been fine watching this because not much happens. Oh, That's scary, to be honest. Okay. There's a couple creepy moments, but, like, once you see the end of the film, you're like, oh. Well, now, in retrospect, that was fucking dumb. Yeah. Okay. So, not worth anybody's time, really? Not really. Okay. Unless somebody's paying you to watch hour and a half films that are dumb. Yeah. <laughs> then it might work. <laughs> so, so, unfortunately, I'm going to have to give this a burn it. Oh, Wow. Is that your first? I think is that your first burn it. I don't think it is. No, okay, that's fine. I don't know. But I don't <laughs> think it is. Okay, good to know. So I I won't be going out and trying to watch it. <laughs> I mean, I think you should watch it though. Yeah, you think I would like a burn worthy movie? Yeah. Okay. So you could. So you could talk shit about it. Oh, okay, gotcha. You could just tell me how it goes after we're done here. Mm. Then I can know. I don't know if I have time for that. Okay. <laughs> I might need to watch it again. Yeah. Take notes. We watched Replicas, which is not a new movie per se, but it did newly come to streaming. Um, HBO Max on September 3rd released 
replicas, which was originally released in theaters on January 11th, 2019. This, uh, basically the backstory or premise of this film is, uh, it's based on a story by Stephen Hamill, uh, where a neuroscientist violates the law and bioethics to, to bring his family members back to life after they die in a car accident. Um, Keanu Reeves is in it as, uh, the main research scientist, William Foster, Alice Eve, plays his wife, and Thomas Middleditch is in it as Ed Whittle, who's a member of uh, the research team and a friend of the family. He plays a pretty key part in the movie. Yeah. Um, He was hard to take seriously in this from Silicon Valley. I'm just like, I can't take you seriously as a very intelligent uh, scientist guy. I have a hard time with him, too. (laughs) I feel bad because, like, he's so... His character in Silicon Valley is so great that, like, he's that's going to haunt him for such mm. a long time. But, yeah, I had have, have the same problem. But overall, I think this movie was... I guess, in a sense, he's playing the same kind of character. Just, just with, a different industry. With, like, bioengineering rather than, yeah. like, coding. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but either way. Yeah. Yeah, so, obviously, Keanu Reeves is a very popular actor right now. Mm-hmm. Um, this was, like, the perfect role for him. Yes. It's cheesy enough that you don't take it too seriously but also like charming enough that like you you kind of care for the character yes yeah didn't we say something did we decide that this was like a prequel to john wick oh yeah Yeah. (laughs) we were talking about we were watching it yeah we were joking that this was like a prequel to john wick and so this film definitely took a different direction than i thought it was gonna go i thought it was gonna be more like you know, like Splice, where it's yeah. really creepy uh, mm-hmm. at a certain point and it gets uncomfortable with yeah. the situation he's put in at some point. Yeah. But it took a whole different turn than I thought it was going. Yes. At one point, it, it was like, okay, we can either go to uh, action <laughs> film or yeah. we can go to creepy thriller. Yeah. Uh, it would definitely went full action at the end. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it did. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> and that's not right. It's not bad. It it the last third reminded me more of iRobot than it did of the first two thirds of the film. Yeah. Like I felt like it was more of a creepy. Yes. Where's his headed? Like splice, and then it turned into iRobot. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. But it was not expected. Not at all. Yeah. So, um, I enjoyed this. I think it was a good watch. It's, it, it is good for what it, what it was. It's just, there was a bit of a little bit of a surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, I am going to slice this one. Okay. I'll give it a test it. Okay. I think it had a lot of interesting concepts. I think the idea of... The technology being used and the mm-hmm. capacity that they used it in this film was a very fun take and interesting. Yeah. Like, just in reality. Like, is that a thing that could happen? Right. Theoretically, could that really happen? And I think they made it so grounded that you could believe this is a real thing. Yet yeah. You could see however many years in our yeah. society. Yeah. Which, I guess, kind of adds to the, the, the creepiness of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Definitely. Also, though, like I said, it took this weird action turn. I'd love to see fucking movies like that where yeah. they 
kind of build on this universe of this technology being more rampant in the world mm-hmm. and where, where does that society go and where does it look like? Yeah. So. True. I feel like this has a lot of potential for like expanding. Yeah. If they really wanted to. Definitely. Hopefully they can replicate the film. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> okay, that's it for this week. That's it for the episode. Thanks everyone for listening. We appreciate you. Uh, don't forget to check us out on Facebook. We have a group called Dissecting This Fiction Podcast. You can interact with us all week long. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcatcher. We would appreciate reviews, especially if you're on iTunes, so we can uh, make the charts or whatever. Like, hopefully more people will notice. So we can make the charts. That's what they say. If you get ratings on iTunes, then you make the, like, search results or whatever. You, gotcha. you go higher in the search results. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, Who knows? There might be an Xbox One X in there for you on Amazon. Just got to go buy it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll give you a link. <laughs> um, we would also appreciate direct feedback if that's what you prefer. You can send it to us in an email at dtfpod at gmail.com. You can send us suggestions or content requests or feedback of any kind. We would love to hear from you. You can also find us on dtfcast.com or follow Steven on social media. At Classic Cat Dad on Instagram and Twitter. Mm-hmm. That's it for episode 60 of Dissecting This Fiction. <laughs> uh, what are we called again? <laughs> bye bye. <Bye-bye. laughs>